Hi, buddy. Welcome. It's Baby Got Backlog. My name is Andy. I'm Trevor. Uh, and today we're kind of just doing like a brief, like a check-in episode because uh, the coming week is Thanksgiving and we were looking at our schedules and we were like, yo, uh, life is busy um, and my band has a gig this coming Wednesday and we have rehearsals and stuff. So I was like, I don't think we're going to have time for a full episode this week. So we're just going to do like a brief little uh, Thanksgiving a dish to say like, Hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a quick little check-in. Andy's busy. I got family coming in. It's, it's crazy times. Yeah. And we, we got some like news, so we're just going to maybe talk briefly up top about news. Yeah. What do you want to start with? Um, let's start with the steam deck OLED. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. Yeah, okay, so here's what's weird about the Steam... So they announced it, it was sort of like a shadow drop, like, hey, it's the Steam Deck OLED. It's kind of like the Switch OLED, where it's just like, a, hey, here's like a minor upgrade to the battery and the screen. But what's really weird about it, and I, I happened to stumble upon a video about it this morning, um, is like, apparently it's not just the OLED screen and the battery, apparently the whole device is like way more powerful than the original Steam Deck, but Valve is not like advertising that. Are you aware of this? No, I'm not. I watched a video about it and you can go to like the Steam Deck website where the Steam Deck OLED is and there's like a little features drop down box and you have to like click the features drop down box, which is like not that apparent. And when you do, it's like, oh, hey, here's all of the things that make the Steam Deck OLED more powerful that are, like, on the website. It's just, like, hidden, and they're not, like, boasting it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's weird that that's not a part of their, like, thing. Yeah, like, and maybe they're just, they know the the people who are going to buy it or the people who are going to buy it, maybe, is why. But, like, they're not really boasting how much more powerful it is. They're just kind of boasting the OLED screen, which is still cool in my book. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely a selling point, but so is the rest of it. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's odd. I think for the Steam Deck in particular, though, the OLED makes more sense than the Switch OLED because... Like, there's a whole portion of people who are just going to play the Switch OLED, like, completely docked and right. not know the difference. But the Steam Deck OLED, since it's, like, primarily a handheld, is, like, what a cool upgrade that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, right. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, Steam Deck OLED announcement. Oh, uh, small announcement. Lenovo also, like, shadow dropped a, uh, a handheld called the Legion Go, and it's, I think just as powerful as the original Steam Deck and has removable Joy-Cons like the the Switch does. Yeah, no, I think... <clears throat> I think... Did this one come out, like, a few months ago? Oh, I just started seeing stuff about it, like, a couple days ago. Oh, no. So there... Um, this is not the one I was thinking of. Earlier this year, Asus dropped... It's called, like, the Asus... Oh, the Ally. Asus... The Ally, right. So I thought that's what this was. See, here's the problem, though, immediately that I'm looking up the Lenovo Go. Um, is it $700? Yes, it's a crazy <laughs> price point. Like, the thing that is so cool about the Steam Deck is, like, for people that don't want to invest in a gaming PC, mm -hmm. which is me, by the way, 
like gaming PCs are typically going to be like over a thousand dollars, and you have to have all this technical knowledge and stuff. Right. And the Steam Deck, like, for four hundred bucks, is not cheap. But for like what is the equivalent of a gaming PC that acts like a console is actually like an insanely good price. Yeah, totally. Um. So that's neat. I mean, is there anything else about the Legion Go that like is notable, or they just dropped it? Um, they just dropped it. I mean, uh, it its big selling point is that you know it can be docked like the Steam Deck and the Switch, but it also has the removable Joy Cons like the Switch does. Um, and like I said, I think it's just as powerful as the Steam Deck. Um, I don't I don't remember all the specs off the top of my head, but um, I thought that was just worth mentioning it's it's a cool little piece of technology it's really expensive though yeah it's it's pricey the joy con angle is cool though because that is that like the the docking part if it comes with a dock that works as smooth as the nintendo switch dock then that makes it just such a cool piece of hardware yeah you can also use the joy con as like a mouse it comes with like this little attachment that you can put the one joy con on and use it as a mouse on a desktop neat yeah man well it's cool that like it's cool that the steam deck sort of proved that this is a thing that's cool and that people um are interested in it Mm -hmm. i guess the price is really just the biggest angle for me as i look at it it's like i mean even then still for a gaming pc seven hundred dollars and you can dock it and use it like a console is still cheaper than a gaming pc yeah and not that much more expensive than, say, a PS5. Yeah. So I guess your mileage may vary out there, listener, but that's that's an interesting little bit of news. Yeah. Mm-mm. And speaking and of handhelds. The, the Analog Pocket. <laughs> so the the Analog Pocket announced that they are going to have some, uh, some more colors coming this year, uh, if they're not already available. I, I'm not – I don't remember, but – uh, this has bothered. They're available tomorrow, I think. Oh, are they? This is bothering yeah. Andy. <laughs> Do you want to say why? <clears throat> okay, here's the thing, and I haven't. Have I talked about my analog pocket at all this season? Uh, not this season. I think you talked about it briefly previously. I didn't have it in the last season, so oh. I didn't. Then here's we did talk deal, about okay? it briefly this season. Go ahead. Okay, it's November 2023. In November of. No, in July of 2022, my fiance at the time, now wife Stacy, was like, I'm going to get Andy an analog pocket for his birthday, which was so cool. And she told me that she ordered it, but that it'll be on back order. So, like, it'll be like a 2022 Christmas gift or something. Okay. And, like, the, by the way, I was like pretty late. There were people that ordered it like a year before me that waited much longer. In July of 2023, July of this year, they announced, hey, um, the analog pockets from like the last two years are finally shipping out. So people that ordered potentially in 2021 waited two years to get their analog pockets. All right. So I got it. Supply chain issues, whatever. Um, I love the thing. I think it's like it's like probably my favorite piece of hardware that I own. The screen is beautiful. It plays cartridges, like, natively. I guess I didn't even say what the analog pocket is, but, like, it's basically, like, an HD Game Boy. Like, it looks like the original Nintendo Game Boy, but it's, like, matte black, and it comes in a few different colors, and it the screen is, like, 
HD. It's like better than my television screen. It <laughs> looks freaking gorgeous, dude. Um, it plays Game Boy Color, original Game Boy. It plays Game Boy Advance. You can also play... Um, there's like adapters for every handheld. So you can also play uh, Game Gear, like the Sega Game Gear. Um, like it, basically anything that's handheld can be played on this thing. And it's like an amazing piece of hardware. I just love my pocket so much. Like truly. Yeah, I want one. They're really cool. They're so cool, man. Here's the thing, though. There's a couple things. Number one, it's expensive. I think if you just get the regular analog pocket, like the black one, which is I got, it's $219, which is it's it's a little pricey, right? I think all things considered, that's like a pretty worthy price for what you're getting. You can also dock this like a Nintendo Switch. They sell like a dock for it and stuff. Um, it's a pretty like meaty, cool piece of hardware. So, like, I was like, fine. I waited forever, but I love this. This is where I got mad, okay? In August, they announced that they were like, hey, we're doing, uh, like, a limited edition sale of analog pockets, but they have, like, the... You remember, like, the clear, like, the purple and blue Game Boys oh, from when you were a kid? Yeah. So they were like, we're doing a limited edition drop of that thing, uh, you can pre you can order them in August or whatever, right? And I was like, those look really cool. Um, you know, sold out in literally 30 seconds that month. All right. And then they announced, oh, hey, w now we're doing these limited edition, all of these other color analog pockets. They, did, they also did a glow one, which looked amazing. It's like a green glow in the dark one. It looks beautiful. Um, but like... And then they announced these. So, like, I got my analog pocket, waited two years because of supply chain issues and all this other stuff. And then the rest of this year, they released all of these limited edition ones that they know are going to sell out immediately. They're, like, enabling scalpers by doing it. And they're, like, sort of, they're operating completely on the under the assumption that, like, FOMO is a huge thing and people are going to buy this within the first five minutes. Right. Which makes me mad because the original analog pockets, the black and white ones, are still currently out of stock. Like, they could be replenishing the stock of regular ones so that they're on shelves and people can get the regular one. But instead, they've focused all their attention on all of this, like, let's FOMO sell these limited edition ones so we can make a ton of money we're like i know you trevor for example you're like i want an analog pocket and i have one and i love it and i would never recommend buying one to people because you're not going to get it probably until early 2025 right. and meanwhile there's all these limited edition ones that scalpers are going to scoop up in five minutes and sell for a thousand dollars like it just it the whole that the whole priorities make me really frustrated when like people want this thing and they just need to make more of the regular thing and make them available yes makes me mad yeah i i think that's all well-founded anger um and i agree with you because i saw the same thing like i went to their website and saw that the black and white ones are still sold out and it's like okay well maybe i want one of the cool ones or the cool colored ones and those are sold out the cool colored ones aren't uh they drop tomorrow oh. well they, they will be I, oh no, it does say sold out. Never mind. It, they ship tomorrow, but they're sold out currently. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So yeah, like uh, and like I get it. Kind like it's cool. I like the limited edition thing. I think it's cool, but like, dog, your whole company is so out of stock. Like, stop focusing on all this stupid limited edition stuff that's just gonna enable scalpers more. And just like, 
get your product like get your product into like Target or something, my guy. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if this was on like shelves or like retro stores or like something like but it's just so hard to get the analog pocket and it's so awesome it's the like the coolest thing i own like yeah it's such a cool piece of technology like i i think a lot of people would do a lot of things to get their hands on something like this it's so cool like it's honestly like if uh like if my house burned down, it would be like I'd grab like my <laughs> guitars and like a keyboard and like my analog pocket. Like it's so cool, man. It's amazing. I love this thing. Um, and like, I don't know. It, it also like, like I also think not to get into the community aspect of it, but if you go to like r slash analog pocket, which I did for a minute, because I was like maybe people will post resales or places like like decently priced resales or something like there's a whole collector's angle to this thing where like if you go on people will be like here's a picture of my like six analog pockets and they like have the transparent one and the glow one and the and it's like dude people out here want these to play them and like people will go on they'll be like should i pre-order two or should i like make another account so i can pre-order four because the limit is two and people are like dog pre-order one yeah <laughs> and save some for the rest maybe of us. don't like, be toxic and buy one <laughs> like a normal person yeah and that's like not the company's fault but it's just like it's such a like collector's item i don't want it to be a collector's item i want it to be like the steam deck where it's like in people's hands because it's so cool yeah yeah again um, like i i would really like one but i'm i'm just i'm resigned to the fact that i'm not gonna get one at least for a long time yeah it, it's honestly like made me so excited to buy more game boy games again um we went I never told this story on the show, but I think it was August. I think it was before I went back to work and stuff. Um, we went to the Palisades Mall, which is like a hugely, just a huge mall. And they have a cool retro store in there. And um, one of the things they had was like, it was an old, old box, but it was in box. And it was the Game Boy Color version of Tetris. Oh. And it was 50 bucks, but I was like, this is such a cool purchase. And I bought the color version of Tetris and I play it on my analog pocket all the time when I just have like five minutes That's and awesome. like, it's made me, yeah, it's made me so excited to like buy game boy games again and like replay some of my old favorites on like this HD beautiful screen. But it's like, but nobody can do that. Cause the company just won't make more, like just make more regular ones and get them into people's hands, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's it's so cool. Like if you ever do get a chance to get your hands on one, like in like two years maybe when they're around, you will see people every once in a while on the R slash analog pocket subreddit be like, Hey man, like I bought two of these or like I bought one and I'm just not that into it. Like I'm I'm happy to sell it at like a regular price to people that want it. But if you go on eBay, here, let's go on eBay. Oh, I've let's, been let's on eBay. This. It's bad. Oh, Oh yeah, let's let's do it right now. I'm gonna look it up live. The bids Analog start. Pocket. The bids start at like retail or more, and retail is like uh, I looked on their website the other day. They went up to two fifty. Oh yeah, they don't wait. Um, well, the limited edition ones are two fifty. No, yeah, the black and white ones. No, I'm on their website right now. Oh, it's are you? Two, it's I two, thought it said two fifty yeah. the other day when I looked. No, not for black and white. The black and white is still uh, two. 219 oh okay again not cheap but yeah like you the glow one 
is a, there's a buy it now for three hundred and forty dollars. Um, the purple limited edition three forty two. Uh, the white one is starting at two seventy five, which is still just like way more. Here's one for two hundred. That's like an open box, but it's still it's got five days left on bid. So there's no way it will it'll be less than three hundred dollars. Right. Um, actually, this is weird, and I don't know if this feels like a scam, but there's a factory sealed analog pocket for $150 or best offer with a buy it now, but I'm willing to bet that's like something shady about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't trust that. Oh, it's the dock only. That's why. There the it is. The dock. <laughs> the freaking dock. So, I don't know, man. It 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 really does infuriate me. Like I love the product so much. I just the company makes me frustrated. Yeah, and the colors are gorgeous too. I, yeah, dude, like when the glow one came out, what I, I was like, you know what, like I'll go on the website like when it drops like that hour to see if there's a glow one like 250 is too much money for me to spend. But I'll get a glow one if I can get a glow one, knowing that there will be no chance I'll ever I'll ever get a chance to buy it. And, you know, there was no chance. Like I went on 10 minutes after it dropped and it was like already immediately sold out. And it's like, well, yeah. It's crazy. If you ever it's find totally if you ever find yourself with another one in hand, you should sell me the uh the other one for like 150. I absolutely would. Like if I ever got a second one of these, I would not be one of those people that's like I have two. Let's just collect a bunch of yeah. them. Yeah, like <laughs> I would I would immediately sell it to somebody that wants it. I want it. Crazy. Yeah, they're cool. So anyway, um, and I never got to talk about this on the show either, but I, I replayed through both um, The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, and Oracle of Ages on the pocket over the summer, which was, like, so cool because I was, like... I actually told myself I was going to wait until I got an analog pocket to play those games, and I did, and it was awesome. Heck, yeah. Oh, I have so many um, games I would replay on that thing. Yeah, dude. Um, should we talk about uh, the Nintendo Indie Direct? Yeah, I uh, actually didn't get a chance to watch it, so let's hit me with the highlights. Well, I'm not going to hit you with the highlights as much as I'm just going to tell you the story because, you know, I also I saw on YouTube, oh, hey, there was a Nintendo Indie Direct earlier that I missed, and it was like a jump scare of my life. I was like... <laughs> I didn't hear about it, but I also missed it, and it's and it's over. And it was like two p.m. on like a Wednesday, and I was like, "What?" Um, I I kind of scared myself. I was like, "Am I not feeling well? Should I go to the doctor?" <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I was surprised because be- I saw that they had one, and I was like, "Oh, Andy didn't text me to be like, there's a Nintendo Direct today." <laughs> I know I missed it. I scared myself. Um. I'll say this, like, we'll go through some of the highlights here. Um, But I also really wasn't that excited about anything, or at least anything that's coming out, like, this year. Mm -hmm. um, Because I don't know why. Um, Highland Song looked cool. That was sort of like a story-driven 2D scroller platformer, but it's like there's, like, a music angle to it, um, which looks, like, super neat. I think that's out already, which is cool. Um, let's see. Blade Chimera, I think, comes out next year, they announced, which is like a, a really stylish-looking indie Metroidvania Ooh. 
which looks amazing. Um, Moonstone Island looks interesting. It looks like a Moonstone Island is is like a Stardew Valley esque um, like life sim, but I think the game is more about exploring like the island that you're on, like Legend of Zelda style. Okay. It like looks. It looks a lot more Legend of St- uh, Zelda inspired than Stardew Valley does. Gotcha. Which looks amazing. The pixel art looks great. I won't play it, uh, but <laughs> it looks amazing. Um, let's see. Let's read here. It's a creature. Oh, it's a creature collecting life sim. So there's even like a little Pokemon aspect. That's to fun. It. Set in an open world with a hundred islands to explore. Make friends, brew potions, and collect spirits. Test your strength in card-based encounters to complete your alchemy training. Yeah, so there's like a Pokemon JRPG twist hmm. to it. I'm I'm sure that's going to be like a beloved indie classic. I'm positive. That's fun. Um, Outer Wilds is finally coming to Switch. People are probably losing their minds about that. Oh, yeah. Outer Wilds is a huge deal. Yeah. Um... Oh, there were some cool announcements in here. Planet of Lana. I don't know if it's already out on Switch or if it's coming. Um, but Planet of Lana looks amazing. Did you watch the the direct at all? No, I didn't. Mm. <clears throat> um, it again. It looks like sort of a story driven, like side scrolling platformer. That's it's sort of like a two and a half D sort of thing but it, it almost has like a ghibli sort of energy to it oh. like there's puzzles and cute creatures and if i'm not wrong this game is already out on like pc and stuff and it's a pretty beloved indie that like i might pick up someday hmm. here's an interesting one <clears throat> um there's a game coming out called shante advance risky revolution now if Okay, if I'm understanding this correctly, so do you know anything about the Shantae series? No. <clears throat> I believe they were Game Boy... They were, like, some of the first Metroidvanias ever, and, like, a few of them came out on Game Boy. Maybe maybe even, like, Super Nintendo. They're, like, this retro Nintendo Metroidvania. And I think later on, a lot of them came to Switch and came to PC and stuff. But, um... This so what's coming out is called Shantae Advance Risky Revolution, which, if I'm understanding correctly, was like the game that they wanted to make for the Game Boy Advance like 20 years ago, but like because Shantae didn't sell well enough, they like shut down the project and they never got to make the sequel. So this is like oh, wow. it's like a 16, yeah, it's like a 16-bit Metroidvania, and I believe it's like the canon sequel that they wanted to make Whoa. like 20 years ago. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Um, Yeah, I've never played any of the Shantae games, actually. I've seen some speed runs, and like, I know that the Metroidvania community like holds them in pretty high regard. Like, They're some of the best Metroidvanias ever. Um, I've never gotten around to playing them, but like, super cool. You play as like, a little purple-haired pirate lady. She's awesome. Is her name Shantae? Yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. What the heck is what the heck is Toaster Ball? I don't know, How but I, I want seen... it. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, this looks amazing. I'm gonna look it up. It's like volleyball, but you're toasters. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I 
was so serious, dude. I'm on Nintendo's website. And it's like you play as a trailer on either side of like a volleyball court and you like shoot toast out of your come come on, this can't be real. This looks straight up amazing. Oh my gosh. If you're listening, I have look to... up toaster ball right now. Do it. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to get this. I'm gonna have to get toaster ball. This looks so good. It's ten dollars. I have to get it. Andy, is this tell me this is multiplayer? Yeah, I think that's like the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Is it does it have like online to it? Uh, that I don't know. If it has online, I'm getting it and we're playing it today. Um You we're playing it today? Yeah. I'm busy today, bro. <laughs> I got stuff going We're on. Playing it soon. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna buy it today. But <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna buy it. No, it's just it's just local multiplayer. Oh. Well, I guess I'm coming to visit. Guess so, bro. Come for Thanksgiving. Let your family just hang out there with Jen. <laughs> yeah, Jen won't <laughs> hate that at all. Yeah, no, she'll be way into it. Um. Yeah, so I think that's there's like a a whole number of other ones. There were also like a lot of uh there were like weirdly a lot of like mystery like who done it games that were announced. Is there a sequel to that crocodile one? Crocodile. No, later alligator. Oh yeah. Crocodile. No. Unfortunately, but there's a lot of a lot of those like style of games that I saw in this direct. This was like shockingly a direct where I was not like like I'm going to be honest like when they drop indie directs I'm always a little bit stressed because there's typically like eight games that look amazing for like $15 and I'm like I want all of them because I'm such an indie head. Yeah. This was one of the few where I weirdly was like I'm not that interested in really any of these at this moment. Huh. That is odd for you. It is. Blade Chimera looks amazing but um I'm st- I'm so like oversaturated with Metroidvanias. I feel like I feel like not a lot of Metroidvanias have really lived up to what I want them to be in the last few years. I've sort of fallen off of the genre because I feel like a lot of them are like pretty mid. Mm. What a shame. Um, yeah, um, they're they're not bussin', as the kids <laughs> would say. You'll say things like bussin', but you won't watch TikTok. Yeah, that's because TikTok is ruining America. Yo, can I air a minor gripe? Oh yeah, hit us with the minor gripe. I love how I love how we were gonna like do a short episode. Wait, can I do two more game announcements before I do the minor <laughs> yes, gripe? Yes, I'll allow it. Um, oh, the volume came on. Um, I because I just I saw on Google as I backed out. There's a game coming out called Karma Zoo, which is like a co-op. Oh my god, this game looks awesome. Up to 10 random players help each other with unique abilities of 50 different characters, all for the sake of good karma. And it looks like it's sort of like a puzzly platformer where you play as like there's like a dog, a llama, a whale, and they all have like different abilities and you have to like puzzle solve together oh. to get to the end of it. This game looks amazing. This does look really cool. Wow. 
that looks awesome. Okay. Official trailer. Um, the other the other one that I wanted to highlight was Astral Ascent. Astral Ascent. This is actually one. I when I saw the trailer, I was like, maybe I do want to buy this because it's it's reviewing really really well. It's like a, it's like a two D platformery roguelike where you like. It's got all this like cool sword play and bosses and stuff. It's sort of like a Dead Cells type jam, but it's been on Steam for a few years now, I think, and people really, really love it. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, it kind of looks awesome. I might get it, but I didn't get it. But that's another one worth highlighting, I think. That looks cool. Yeah, I'm watching the trailer for it. The art style is really unique. It's like pixel art, but not. It's like really smooth pixel art. Yeah, it looks it looks really good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really does. The gameplay looks fun. Yeah, so I don't know. I think I think that there's probably uh, Braid. There's a remaster of Braid. That's a big deal. I think there's a, like a lot of really high level great games here that people are going to be excited about. But for me personally, none of them were like I need to play these right now, except for Toaster Ball. Toaster Ball <laughs> and Karmazoo looks really fun. Karmazoo looks super cool. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So hit us with your minor gripes. All right. Um, did you know that uh, that TikTok and the internet and comedians are ruining comedy? Yes. You did know. This. I mean, yeah, it's pretty apparent. All right tell tell the tell the people listening to live internet pre recorded internet uh, about live pre recorded internet. Um, well, I don't know exactly what you're going to say, but like, I don't know, their comedy's just broken now because of like how much of it there is. Like, I don't know. I was watching a comedy special last night of this dude named Matt Rife who got his start on TikTok. He's not that funny. Like he's okay, yeah. but he's not that funny. And like, I don't know. He's like famous now because of TikTok, but his comedy special was like only okay. That's, that's not even what I was going to say, actually. What were you going to so, say? There's this phenomenon and you've probably seen it cause you're on Tiki talkers. I've seen them on Reddit, but they're also on Twitter or X or whatever of, um, like these like short form little comedy skits of people doing stand up. Right. Have you seen? Yes. These? They all have cute little subtitles. But here's why they're ruining comedy. So, like, a lot of um, up-and-coming or, like, low-to-mid-tier comedians are using it to promote their comedy but also promote themselves and, like, get people to come to their shows, mm -hmm. which, is, which is great. It's cool. But the thing is, these comedians don't want to burn their bits because if you burn all of your bits on the Internet – and Trevor just hung up on me. No, I didn't. I'm here. Oh, I just shut my camera um, off for a second. Oh, if they uh, if comedians burn their bits on the Internet, then when people come to see them, they won't have anything new and interesting to say. So as a result, all of these little bits that you see on Reddit and, and Twitter and TikTok are all crowd work. Right. They're always like I saw one yesterday where there was a comedian who was asking a guy like, oh, what kind of ladies do you like? Blah, blah, blah. And they have this little back and forth and like. Then, like, there's a lady at in, like, the very back of the club, and he's like, oh, do you want to come sit up here with this guy? And then she comes up, and he sits with him, she sits with him, and it's real cute, and it's all comedic and funny, right? Uh -huh. Um, 
but the thing is that because that is like the type of comedy that everybody is seeing now um I I don't I'm not a comedian. I just hear about this on Pete Holmes's podcast, but every comedian talks about how constantly now every show that they put on, everybody wants to participate yes. and they think that that's what comedy is. Yeah. They like come out and they're like, "No, I'm helping the show. I'm supposed to like shout out when you're talking and share like a personal detail." And it's like, "No, you're not supposed to do that. That's not what comedy is." Yeah. Yeah, heckling is <laughs> and, getting like, normalized. Yes, and it's it's not even like heckling in the traditional sense. It's just that people think that like comedy is this whole participatory thing now, and so comedians are ruining comedy and TikTok's ruining comedy. Just another reason to hate it and prove that it's destroying America. Yeah, it is slowly but surely. Yep. Yeah. Look, man, if the thing that you've made is only 10 seconds, it's not good enough for me. That's my stance on TikTok. If the thing that you are making, that you're considering a, a piece of art that's going to go out into the world for other people's eyeballs, if it's if it's less than 12 seconds, it's not good enough for anybody. Delete it. <laughs> that's my hot take. That's like why I can't stand TikTok among myriad other reasons. But when people are like, look at this TikTok, I'm like, oh, it's six seconds. I don't care. That's not good enough for me as a person to consume i'd like to consume something <coughs> i'm old you are old we're both old it's fine I'm, I'm yeah but i'm i'm like an old man ranting about tiktok now <laughs> well on that note our 10 minute episode has turned into 35 minutes already holy yeah. crap <laughs> Wow. Well, uh, look, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful <laughs> Thanksgiving and enjoy your time off. Yeah, be safe and have fun. It's been 35 minutes? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, um, that's been Baby Got Backlog. <laughs> delete your TikToks. Yeah, delete TikTok. <laughs> and don't buy off the TikTok shop. It's just people selling garbage to make money. There's a shop. Yeah, there's a TikTok oh shop. Oh, my God. We need to stop this podcast before I lose. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Goodbye, everybody. everybody.